Know thee and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of the of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked remove me. There are the workers of iniquity fallen; they are cast down and shall not be able to rise. Amen. All right, chapter thirty-seven. Can you read twenty verses? Brother George, will finish this off. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be, Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that day is coming, that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bow shall be broken. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into smoke shall they consume away. Amen. Thank you. I promise I won't preach, but just a side comment that Psalm 37 is my favorite psalm ever. Yeah, you're um, right, brother. When I was going through very harsh times, I read this psalm almost every day. Yeah. Verse 1 through 8 verses got me, just kept me going every single day. So it's, a great, it's just great good chapter. to just just read the word amen mm -hmm. 
The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil, and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints, they are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land, and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous, and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord. Keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace, Yes. but the transgressor shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help him and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Amen, brother. Great, great chapter. Very well known, very used by many. Have your Bibles turned to Leviticus tonight. Leviticus chapter 6. I know we don't get to preach much out of Leviticus, or we don't preach out of Leviticus much tonight, but I want to preach on a thought tonight. What is going on in the temple of God? What is going on in the temple of God? Chapter 6, verse 8. Verse 8. Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 8. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his son, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night unto the morning, and the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen breeches, shall he put upon his flesh, and take up the ashes which the fire hath consumed with the burnt offering on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar." He shall put off his garments and put on other garments and carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood in every, in, in, burn on every morning, lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace of the offerings. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, here tonight for those that you have allowed with privilege and, God, with uh, uh, gratefulness to come back into the house of God. And so, God, I pray, Lord, tonight as we uh, gather, we gather around your word, and, God, we gather in your spirit. And, God, as we pray in the Holy Ghost tonight that you'll be pleased and honored in all that's said and done. God, I know each one of us tonight are tired. God, we've been busy. Lord, it's been a busy week. It's been, it seemed like a busy year. And so we pray tonight, Lord, that you'd help us to just maybe for a moment, God, that we might thank and, and process all that might be being said. And God, that we might thank, dear God, exactly what you, the Word of God has to say. I pray, Lord, tonight you'll save the lost. I pray it should encourage the saint. God, lead and guide the service tonight. Be honored all that's said and done. God, change us, oh God. Help us tonight. That we, as we look for revival, God, that you may grant that to us in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And so here tonight, uh, what's going on in, is in the temple here. In chapter 6 and uh, all that God is telling the Aaron and uh, his sons is taking place in the temple. And so there are some things that are going on in the temple tonight that I'd like to look at we're not going to look at much tonight but we'll look at a few things and uh, the one thing tonight I want you to notice 
is the fire. The fire that's in the temple. The fire that's in the temple. We notice in verse 9, it says the fire. In verse 10, it says the fire. In verse 12, it says, and the fire. And verse 13 says the fire. So it's clear this, this evening that that there's an importance about the fire. There's something about the fire that might need to be known or understood in the temple, in the temple. Now, the fire on the outside of the temple is just fire. But the fire on the inside of the temple is not just fire. Uh, matter of fact, we see in verse 9, it's called the fire of the altar. And so we understand that's an altar that has fire. And we see also in verse 12, it says, the fire upon the altar. And then we see in verse 13, it says, the fire. And so it's a certain type of fire. And we can say tonight that the fire that we're speaking of here tonight is the fire of God. It's not a fire that man has created. It's not a fire that man has started. It's not a fire that man has has somehow, some way began in the house of God. I mean, it wouldn't make much sense, I don't think, to start a fire in the house of God, to start a fire in the temple. Uh, so tonight we find that this fire, uh, if we turn our Bibles, you can turn it quickly to Leviticus chapter 9, which is not very far, verse 24, we, fire, we find that this fire is the fire of God, the fire of God. It says in verse 9, verse 24, And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. And so understanding tonight, we're still in the temple, and in the temple there's an altar. And at the altar, the Bible says that this fire came out from before the Lord. We can say tonight with assurance that the fire that's on the altar, the fire that's in the temple, is the fire that we would call the fire of God. The fire of God. Now the fire of God uh, is tonight, God is the fire. All right, so we find that in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24. Uh, we can turn there with us tonight. And uh, tonight may be more of a Bible study than it would be in a of a preaching setting, I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, just want to bring an understanding about what's going on in the temple here tonight. But Deuteronomy chapter 4 and then verse 24, we find the Scripture saying, And the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. And so in Leviticus chapter 6, when you see the fire of the altar, you just know that that's God. You can know tonight that God is the fire. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, don't turn there either, but it also says, for our God is a consuming fire. So it's clear tonight to know that within the altar, on the altar, within the temple, there's a fire. And that fire has come from God. God has been created by God. It is a fire tonight that is a fire that is God. So tonight we can say that God is the fire. But we also can say that the fire is God. So when you look tonight in all four of those scriptures where it says fire, you're going to know that everywhere there's fire in the temple, on the altar, you're going to find that that fire, which is God tonight, would represent, or not only represent, but would be uh, the presence of God. So wherever the fire is, there's the presence of God. And so tonight in that altar, or on that altar inside the temple, whenever they're making a sacrifice on that altar, and that fire would come upon and consume that sacrifice, it would be the presence of God. And so every time there's a fire in the temple, on the altar, it is the presence of God. But not is the fire the presence of God, but where there is fire, there is the power of God. And so tonight we would say within our hearts and know that where there's fire, the power of God's there. The power of God is in the fire. The power of God is 
power because the power is God and the fire is God. So not only is it the presence of God and there's the power of God, but wherever the fire is, there is the passion of God, the passion of God. And so tonight we can understand maybe that within that temple, at that altar, whenever that fire that is not of man or created by man or, or started by man or sent by man, it's a fire that's sent from God. And we're going to look at it in just a moment, but you can just imagine tonight that altar that is out of open. And as they have that fire that or has that, that sacrifice upon that altar, all of a sudden from heaven uh, there comes fire and it begins to come upon that altar and that came from God. The high priest did not start the fire. The high priest did not do something in the way of gasoline or or a match or a paper or wood or whatever and say, okay, now we got the fire started and now we can do the sacrifice. No, that's not what happened. What happened in the temple tonight, God from heaven sent forth fire. And that fire would represent tonight his passion, his power, and his presence tonight. And so we see in the temple tonight on the altar, we see this fire that is God and God is this fire. And so now we do notice the fire of God, but we notice the fire from God. We see tonight that God sends the fire. If there's ever going to be a fire in the temple, it's God that sends the fire. It's not the ones who has the sacrifice. They bring the sacrifice and fire. Or the priest who's going to sacrifice that, that sacrifice brings the sacrifice and the fire. Tonight, God sends the fire. Number two, God starts the fire. Number three, God sets the fire. So where there's fire tonight in the temple, it's God that sends it, sets it, and starts it tonight. The fire comes from heaven. This fire gave Israel hope. So wherever there was hope, there was fire. Wherever there was fire, there was hope. Because see, fire tonight gave protection. Whenever they knew that they were in the presence of God, they knew that they had the passion of God, and they knew they had the power of God, it always brought a protection to the children of Israel. This fire also brought a guidance. And wherever there was fire, there was power, the presence, and the passion of God, they always knew a direction. They always had leadership. They always had a guidance from God. Where there's fire, there's guidance. Where there's fire, there's, there is a protection. But then there, where there's fire, there's an assurance. Let me give you some examples tonight. Turn your Bibles, if you would. Uh, let's go to 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. We know the story with Elijah, uh, but we want to just read this portion of Scripture. Chapter 18, verse 38 and 40. And I want you to see tonight the same fire that is in Leviticus chapter 6 is the same fire that is in 1 Kings chapter 18. The Bible says, Then the fire of the Lord fell. The, Lord, the fire of the Lord fell. And it says, And consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. Now tonight, would you, would you agree with me tonight that with this fire coming down from heaven, out in the midst of this altar that's been built by Elijah, and uh, as it was in the open tonight, uh, all of a sudden, the fire from heaven came down. Would you say tonight that that would be the presence of God? Because the response to them was, oh God. But then wouldn't you see the power of God as well when it came upon that, that offering? Uh, they would say, boy, that was God consuming that offering. That's power tonight. And then the passion that you would see as you would see God coming about. And he not only licked up uh, the, the sacrifice, but the Bible says he consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. That's passion tonight. And we see it very clearly. Out of heaven tonight came this fire. And this fire came forth. And the people, the Bible says in verse 40, And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal. Let none of them escape. 
And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and slew them there. Would you say tonight, with that power tonight, that there would be a protection? When that fire came down from upon that altar, can you imagine the children of Israel? Can you imagine Elijah? When that fire came down, they said, boy, we're protected. But would you also say tonight that when that fire came down upon that altar tonight, you would say in your heart, boy, God gave guidance. Because we told God, said, God, if you, God, you come down and you burn, you burn this sacrifice, and Baal is God, well, they'll do the same on his, on his altar. Nothing happened on the altar of Baal, but it happened on the altar of Elijah. And now we have some guidance, amen. He's God. And we got some protection to know that this God sent fire from heaven. And then we got some assurance tonight that God is God and there's none beside him. Tonight the fire, I'm telling you tonight, the fire from God. He sends it. He starts it. He sets it tonight. It brings a protection, a guidance, and assurance. Let me give you another one tonight. Look in 1 Chronicles tonight. 1 Chronicles chapter 21. 1 Chronicles 21. 1 Chronicles chapter 21 and verse 26 tonight. David here builds an altar. The Bible says in chapter, uh, chapter 21 in 1 Chronicles verse 26, And David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called upon the Lord. He answered him, From heaven. From heaven. Where did the fire come from? From heaven. By fire upon the altar, the burnt offering. Now tonight, would you think that as David built this altar and from heaven, I can you just see tonight, maybe you might see a, a fire come down from heaven or maybe it would just start that, that the, uh, the wood we began to burn. Uh, but tonight you would know that David would say, boy, we're protected by God. If God could send fire from heaven, there ain't nothing else that he can't do for us. Hey, couldn't you see that David said that this fire has brought guidance? We know exactly whom we're going to serve. We know exactly whom we're going to follow tonight. That God that sent that fire from heaven. No other God has done that. Nobody else can do that tonight. But our God can and our God will tonight. And so we find that that fire upon that altar brought a guidance and brought a protection. But then it brought an assurance that our God is God and none beside him tonight. See, the fire tonight came from heaven. And so we find tonight that another illustration there. Let me show you another one tonight. Second Chronicles chapter 7. Second Chronicles chapter 7. The Bible says in verse 1, if you get there, I'm talking about fire from God. We know he talked about fire of God, that God is fire and fire is God. Tonight we see the fire from God and Second Chronicles 7, it says, And when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven. Where did fire come from? Come down from heaven. And was it done? It's done all three times. It consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. Every single time it's done that. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the, house, the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves up with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Tonight, would it be a lie tonight? Or would it be untrue tonight to say that when that fire came down from heaven on that altar that was built there, uh, that they would say, boy, what a protecting God that we have. Oh, what a God that brings guidance. What a God tonight uh, that has assurance. And, and then that God, whenever he came into that temple here in Solomon's day, they would say, this is the presence of God, right? Because the glory of the Lord filled the place. But it was because of the fire from heaven while the glory of the Lord filled the place. Number two, wouldn't you say that was the power of God? Wouldn't that say that that was the passion of God? And so we find tonight in the Scripture very clear and very plain. Don't turn there, but in Revelation chapter 20, verse 9, the Bible says that fire from heaven came down at the end of the battle Armageddon. And for we find that, that, that God's fire just consumed them that was there tonight. Oh, I can say that the fire is from God. I can say the fire is of God. But then I can say thirdly tonight that the fire is in God. The fire in God. Tonight, so where is the fire that's in God? 
Well, number one, I want you to notice tonight, the Word of God is the fire in God. If you have your Bible, turn to Jeremiah chapter 20 tonight. Jeremiah chapter 20. And I want you to notice tonight that that Bible that you have in your hand or you don't have in your hand, uh, that Bible tonight that you're looking at and that you're reading tonight uh, is, is a Word of God. But the Word of God tonight is a fire. It's a fire in God tonight. And that's why you ought to have one. That's why you ought to be looking upon one. That's why the, the Word of God ought to be something special and precious to you tonight. Because it's just not any old book. It's not it's just not any old words tonight. It's the fire of God. We see that in chapter 20. And look there in verse 8 and verse 9. He said, For since I spake, I cried out. I cried. I cried out. Uh, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary for forbearing and I could not stay. You see, tonight, that's what the fire will do tonight. The fire will burn within you if the word of God that you hear the Word of God that comes about your lives, the Word of God that comes into you tonight, it will be a burning fire, the Word of God tonight. If there's no burning of God's Word within you tonight, you're in trouble. If the God's Word tonight does not at all have any kind of burning sensation within your life tonight, then you're in trouble. If you can go day and day without God's Word, you can go night and night without God's Word. Uh, Fred, it doesn't matter whether you have a Bible, you do have a Bible. don't matter whether you bring it to church or you don't bring it to church. It don't matter, Fred, whether you read it or whether you believe it tonight. You've got a problem tonight with the fire. You better get serious, friend, because this is the fire of God. Chapter 23, and look at verse 29. The Bible says, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? So the word of God is the fire. Turn to Luke chapter 24 and there in verse 31. One of the greatest stories ever told here in, this, uh, in the word of God. Luke chapter 24 and verse 31. As we look upon the word of God and know that it's the fire in God. Chapter 24, in verse 31, the Bible says, And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Talking about Jesus was walking with them. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us? When? When did our heart burn? While he talked. Who's he? Jesus talked. With us, by the way, and while he opened to us the Scriptures. As Jesus, the Word of God, was speaking of himself, the Scriptures, the Bible says that within them there was a burning within their heart tonight. Oh, can I say tonight that the very fire in God is the Word of God. Number two, the fire in God is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. In Matthew chapter 3, and look in verse 11 with me tonight, we see that, the Spirit of God, uh, Jesus has made mention, or rather, John the Baptist has made mention concerning Jesus. He says in verse 11, I, inde I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, and whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He baptized you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So tonight, friend, uh, with Jesus tonight, you're going to find that the Holy Ghost of God uh, will be... Uh, baptized in you and then the fire as well amen and so we find tonight that the spirit of god is the presence of god we know that that spirit of god tonight when it comes and dwells in you then god indwells in you we understand that number two not only is the spirit of god tonight is the presence of god but the spirit of god is the power of god amen so the spirit of god tonight this fire in god is the presence but it's the power if there's power in our lives tonight is the spirit of god tonight if there's any at all tonight power to do anything for god it's the spirit of god 
It's the Spirit of God tonight that gives us power to come to the house of God. It's the Spirit of God that gives us power tonight to live for God. It's the Spirit of God tonight uh, that gives us the power to endure through trials and troubles tonight. It's the Spirit of God. It's the fire of God tonight. It is the passion of God. Tonight, if you have any passion for the church, it's the Spirit of God. If you got any passion tonight for the gospel, it's the Spirit of God. If you got any passion tonight for the church, tonight for the Word of God, for the Spirit of God, if you got any passion for the people of God, if you got any passion tonight for anything of God tonight, it's the Spirit of God. You say, well, what's wrong with people tonight? I tell you what's wrong with people tonight. They don't have the Spirit of God. They prayed the prayer. They've been dunked. Uh, they joined the church. They go through the actions. They look like they're a Christian. They talk like they're a Christian. They behave as a Christian. They think they're a Christian. They imagine they're a Christian. They have, have a, an intellect as a Christian. And, and they have all these terms and all these words and all these verses. And they got all these stories. They got everything in, in the world, friend, tonight. But they don't have the Spirit of God. So there's no passion. There's no passion. And that's why they don't want preaching with passion. That's why they don't want anybody to be around them that has passion. Uh, they don't want anything with anyone who has the passion of God because it, it scares them. It puts fear in their heart. It makes them angry. It makes them mad. Uh, it withdraws them. It pushes them away. Listen tonight. If you've got the Spirit of God in your life tonight and anyone who comes in your life that has the passion of God in their life, you're going to love them. That's just the way it works tonight. The Spirit that bears witness with my spirit that we are the children of God. We've got something in agreement tonight and we're going to be in fellowship, amen? And so we find tonight the Spirit of God is the fire in God. Then the fire, and the fire in God is the Word of God. And thirdly tonight, thirdly, the fire in God is the church of God. It's the church of God. Let me show you this tonight. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And look there in verse 16 tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16 to verse 17 tonight. The fire in God. We talked about the fire from God. The fire of God. But the fire in God. It's the word of God. The spirit of God. And then the church of God. The Bible says, know you not that you are the temple of God. Now what we've been talking about tonight. We've been talking about the temple of God. What's going on in the temple of God? We've been talking about out of Leviticus chapter 6. But tonight, you've got to know that the temple of God was destroyed in 70 A.D. And you also got to know tonight that that temple is Jesus. When Jesus said that, that I'll rise, I'll raise up this temple in three days. Do you know tonight that Jesus is the temple? And then all of a sudden tonight, because Jesus is the temple, then you and I became the temple. And so tonight, you and I being the temple tonight is the fire in God. Where is God's fire at tonight? Where was it in Leviticus chapter 6? In the temple. Where will it be today? In the temple. And who's the temple? Where's the temple? The church is the temple. So where is the fire in God? In the temple. Amen? And so as we look at this tonight, we see uh, that it says... Uh, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. So that tells me tonight that where is the presence of God on earth? In the temple. Where is the power of God in the temple? And where is the passion of God? In the temple. Because the Spirit of God is in the temple. Because the Word of God is in the temple. And we find the church of God on this day in which we live is the place of the temple. And it has the, it has the presence, the power, and the, pa the passion of God. It's called the fire tonight is in the temple of God, which is the church tonight. And so if there's no fire in you tonight, then you're not the temple of God. Tonight, if there's no fire of God in you, if there's no fire from God in you, if there's no fire in God in you tonight, then you are not His temple. You are not His tonight. But those that do have salvation and been born again tonight will find that they are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in them and that means the fire of God is in them. And we see that so plainly and so clearly. Turn to 2 Corinthians tonight. And look there in verse 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 tonight. 
And look there in verse 14. It says, be, be, not, be, ye unequally, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord with Christ with Belial? And what hath part to believeth with the infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? Who's the temple of God? The church of God. For ye are the temple of the living God. Now what's in the temple of the living God? The fire of God. He says, and the Bible says, as God has said, I will dwell in them. Now, who's going to dwell in us? God. And who is God? God is fire. And we find and walk in them. What's going to walk in us? Fire. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord God Almighty tonight. And so we find tonight uh, the word of God, because the word of God tonight uh, that conceives us is why we have the fire within us. Now you say, where do you get that from? Well, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, you don't have to turn there, just write it down. But it says this. It says, born, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed by the word of God. And so we are conceived by fire. The Bible told, told us before, right? The word of God is fire. And then the Bible says that we're being born again by, not, by incorruptible seed, by, 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 not by corruptible seed, but by incorruptible seed by the word of God. And so each one of us tonight that is saved, born again, washed in the blood of the Lamb, called the church of God tonight, has been conceived by fire. Right? Fire is what conceived us. Number two, it was the Spirit of God, or because the Spirit of God indwells us tonight, not only because the Word of God conceives us, but the Spirit of God indwells in us tonight. We find that in Romans chapter 8, verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that you be in the Spirit of God, dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And so now we have been indwelt by fire. The Spirit of God is fire. The Word of God is fire. God is fire. And so we find tonight we have been indwelt with fire. We have been conceived in fire. And because the Son of God that baptized us, we read well ago in Matthew 3.11, he says he'll baptize us with the Holy Ghost in what? And with fire. So not only tonight are we conceived by the Word of God, which is fire, and we are indwelt by the Spirit of God, which is fire, but Jesus said that we're going to be baptized by him with fire. Now, whenever we got baptized by the Holy Ghost of God tonight, we understand and know uh, that the Holy Ghost of God came in us, right? Well, what would be any different tonight to know that when we got saved, that the, that the fire would come within us? Amen? If the Holy Ghost came in us, the fire would come in us. And so we find tonight that uh, the fire of God's presence came into us. So tonight as a Christian, as one who's saved tonight, we can walk out of here in just a moment and we can know assurance and with confidence tonight that if somebody says, where is God? You could say, God's presence is in me. I'm the temple of God, right? And so his fire's in me because his presence is in me. But then we'll say, somebody say, where, where would his power be then? His power is in me. Because the fire of God is in me. I've been baptized by the fire. I have been, I have been dwelt by the fire. I have been uh, saved by the fire. Tonight, the fire is in me, only and about me. Amen? Because that's where God's at. So God in this temple tonight is in his temple and he's fire. And tonight we understand it so clearly. And so we find the passion. So where there's fire, there's his presence. Where there's fire, there is his power. And where there's fire, there is his passion. So those who have passion for God, you could say tonight they got fire. Those tonight who have a passion, they have a hunger, they got a thirst, 
They got a craving. Uh, they've got a, a unquenching, uh, uh, unquenching desire to be with God, to, to walk with God, to hear from God, to, to be part of God tonight. Uh, they have that passion within their heart tonight. Uh, they're not going to quit. They're not going to give in. They're not going to give up. They're going to do all that they can. They're going to do more. We want more. And I want to go further. I'm going to go all the way to the end with God. And whatever it takes, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to surrender whatever. And I'm going to sacrifice whatever. I'm going to submit to whatever. He's God. And he's Lord. And I'm going to give totally over to Him. I'm going to be a living sacrifice unto God. I'm going to do all that He asked me to do. I've got a passion in my heart tonight. Now, why would somebody have that in their heart? i tell you why. Because they have God in their heart. But why they have God in their heart is called fire. Fire tonight. Fire. What's in the temple? Fire. I wonder tonight. I wonder tonight about the temple of God. Do y'all sense maybe a, a little dimming of the fire? Do you sense in each, each other's lives tonight the fire just don't seem to be as bright as it used to be? Have you seen tonight that the fire tonight just don't seem to be as bright as it used to be? You know what we need tonight? We need revival. And the reason why tonight we need revival is not that we don't have the fire, but that the fire is dimming. The fire tonight, the light, is not as it ought to be or should be. Now, I want to show you the fire from God tonight. To turn your Bibles to Exodus tonight, chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19. What's going on in the temple of God? Well, there's a fire. And because of that fire, there's the presence of God. Because of the presence of God, there's the power. And in His power, there's a passion. Here in Exodus 19, look in verse 8 with me. The Bible says, And the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, and the people may hear when I speak with thee, and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes. Verse 11, And be ready against the third day, and the third day the Lord will come down. I want you to mark that down if you can in your Bible. The Lord will come down. Now tonight, we need the Lord to come down. We've got fire Passion, power, and passion, or power and presence. But we need the Lord to come down. So how will the Lord come down? The Bible says, look in verse 18, And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke. Well, there's smoke, there's fire. Because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Now, if there's going to be revival take place at Glory Baptist Church or take place in each one of us tonight, the Lord will come and He'll come in fire. He'll come with His presence. He'll come with His passion. And He'll come with His power. And doing that tonight, we might come before our God in the way of fire. Can I say it like this tonight? God, send the fire. Send your presence, send your passion, and send your power. God, send it tonight. Well, we need it as it was this day when, when Moses was there on the mountain, came down, and he said, uh, listen, folks, get them, get them ready, and I'm going to meet with them. And when he met with them, we finally came in fire. God, fire come. Wouldn't it be good tonight that the fire would fall tonight? Wouldn't it be good tonight that the fire would consume us tonight and the fire would present in us a greater passion a greater power and a greater presence of God in our lives I'm talking about a fire from God 
And then I want you to notice as this fire, it led, he always led, he always led them by fire. You remember that? He leads them by night by fire. So when they saw the fire, can you imagine during the day there was a cloud, right? So it's getting dark and, and they're in the enemy's territory and, and boy, all around them being surrounded. And, and next thing you know, when it gets dark, the light through the fire that was hovering over the children of Israel. Can you imagine that he said, wherever my light, wherever my fire goes, you just follow. And the night when that fire was moving on, they were moving on. Their eyes were on that fire that was leading them to where they need to go. And they knew that where that fire was, that they were protected by all, by all enemies. Not one enemy could take under, take over Israel with that fire. Friend, they knew that when that fire was burning, and when that fire was a shining, that fire was bringing forth that light, uh, that they were in hands of the God, and the leadership and the guidance of our Lord was clear, and they knew that God would bless them with the fire. They knew that while they were under the ram of the fire, when they're under the presence of God, under the power of God, and the passion of God, that God would do some things like he would take a rock and, and they would hit it and water would come out of it. Wow, ain't that something? Hey, there would be a bitter water and they would just uh, make it a sweet water. Amen. I mean, they would, they would say, well, we're kind of hungry. And all of a sudden the ravens would bring forth food. And all of a sudden this uh, white uh, uh, stuff would come down from the heavens tonight called manna and their shoes would not wear out and, and their clothes and their garments would just stay as it always has been. And you know, tonight I can just say to you, friend, uh, that wherever the fire is, you're going to find the presence of God and the power of God and the passion of God. And you're going to find the leadership of God and the guidance of God. And you're going to find the, the protection of God tonight. God, send the fire. If we can just have the fire of God, boy, that would bring us to a place of just having assurance and confidence. And tonight, God, we would see our children get saved. We would see the, the Christians that are, that are here tonight, they would get right with God, and they'd begin to live for the Lord, and, and they'd be faithful unto Him, and, and they would be faithful in, in coming to church and living for God. And then we would see others tonight that we've been praying for. Listen, God, send the fire as you did on that day uh, with, a, with Moses tonight. May you send it here as well. That we might see a moving and a stirring of God. Uh, we see tonight not only that, but we see tonight as well. And uh, there in this uh, Exodus chapter 13, if you turn there with me. Exodus 13 verse 21. The Bible says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud and led them all the way and by night in the pillar of fire to give light and by the day and by night. And he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar by, of fire by night before the people. He brought it. He won't take it away. What a God. You see, we don't have to live tonight a compromised life. We've been living that kind of way. We've been, compromise, we've been compromise, compromising with our children. Compromising with our spouses, compromising with co-workers, compromising with social people, compromising with neighbors, compromising uh, with, with all tonight. We don't have to live that way. We can live with fire tonight. There's no compromising with fire. You see, because you know when you've got the fire of God and the fire of God's upon you tonight, you know tonight that you have the passion, the power, and the presence of God. You know tonight that you have assurance and confidence and, and there is a, a no doubt or protection and a leadership and a guidance in your life tonight. You don't have to have compromise toward the world and compromise toward the people tonight, uh, toward the enemies tonight. We can stand strong and stand long and we don't have to tonight be compromised. We don't have to be complacent tonight. We don't have to be in a place where we get lazy, in a place where we get sluggard tonight, where we get slothful tonight, and that we don't live up to what God asks us to live, and we don't do as what God asks us to do because we're complacent tonight. You know, uh, Jesus said he's coming. He's been saying that for a long time. You know, the old church ain't got many in it no longer. It just seems like war the world's just coming to an end. It just seems like all things are just coming apart tonight. It just seems like nothing I ever thought of or planned or my visions are never coming true tonight. 
tonight. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to lay down. I'm just going to let go. I'm just going to kind of take it easy in the rest of my life tonight. Not with the fire of God. Not with the power of God. Not with the presence of God tonight. You won't do that, amen. You'll not be complacent tonight. Uh, you'll do exactly what God will have you do. You'll stand when nobody else is standing. And you'll go when nobody else is going. And you'll do when nobody else is doing tonight. Because that fire that's in you, that fire that's on you tonight, will bring forth the complacency taken away. You'll not compromise. You'll not be complacent tonight. Friend, that fire tonight, is the very difference in each one of our lives. We don't have to be cold. Tonight, we don't have to be indifferent. We ain't got to be far away from the Lord. Tonight, we don't have to be lukewarm. Tonight, we don't have to feel like, you know what, I, I just don't have, have it in me tonight. We don't have to do that tonight. Uh, the Bible says that, that the fire will empower us. Tonight, the fire will enlighten us. The power tonight, the fire will engage us. And the fire that's within us tonight and the fire that will be upon us tonight will move us into another phase, move us into another place where you and I will live for God no matter what. We'll come serving God no matter what tonight. Friend, it doesn't matter what who's doing what. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter how I'm feeling. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks tonight. It don't matter, friend, of what's going on out there. It just matters what's going on in here tonight. And that fire of God will bring you to that place of empowerment, enlightenment, and engagement tonight. And you'll be all that God would have you to be. Send the fire, God. Send it. We need you tonight, Lord. To not only take that fire within us tonight and light it, but send it. That we tonight would be under your presence. John the Baptist, Jesus said of him in John 5, 35. This is what he said tonight. Boy, I'd like to be like John the Baptist. Be careful when you say that tonight. He got his head cut off. John the Baptist, Jesus said about him, he said this, he was a burning, a burning. John 5, 35, burning, burning. He was a burning and a shining light. And you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. That word burning means to be set on fire. Tonight, it would be my prayer. Now, tonight, I, 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 preached, I preached on just the fire tonight. Notice the fire. Sunday night, I'm hoping to preach on more. But John the Baptist, he was set on fire. He was a burning light. He was a shining light. And it was dark in his days. It was rough in his days. Can you imagine tonight coming out of the wilderness, eating locusts, having honey flowing down your your mouth and your beard. You come out, you come out with the spirit of Elijah. You begin to preach, repent, repent. Friends, nobody liked him, nobody cared for him, nobody thought that he was anybody or anything. And Jesus come forth and said, He's the greatest man who's ever born of a woman. There's none greater than John. And then in saying that tonight, he said that John was a burning and a shining light. God, may we tonight just have some of what John the Baptist would have. That we would go forth in this dark, doomy, gloomy land. And that we might be a, a burning, set on fire, shining bright light tonight to our children, to our spouse, to our friends, to our co-workers, and to our church members. Tonight, did you notice the fire? I pray that you did. Let's stand to our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. If God don't send the fire, we'll not have the fire. Tonight, we need a revival fire. We need a revival fire tonight. We need it in our homes, we need it in our hearts, we need it in the house of God. We need fire. We need fire. Don't let your fire go out. Don't let your fire go out. Please. 
I may say something about this on Sunday night, but y'all might remember the story in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Eli. Eli was getting blind. He couldn't see very good. And the Bible said that the, the lamp of God and the temple of God was dim. Now, God didn't take too kindly to that. If you remember what he said in Leviticus chapter 6, you remember he said, let not it go out. That's what he said. Tonight we've got a responsibility. You know what you have? Let not it go out. If your fire is going out tonight, it's because you're letting it out. Don't let your fire go out. I'll probably preach on that Sunday night. Let not your fire go out. Help us, oh God. Help us. Anybody need to come tonight? We'll just come. Anybody? Just want to bow down to the Lord and say, Lord, help me not to let my light go out. God, that's the fire that I need. The fire that I need. I need it, Lord. Our church needs it. Our city, our country, our world. Help me tonight. Help me not to let the fire go out. Oh, I praise you tonight. I beg you tonight, Lord, in my life, I ask you not to let the fire go out. I pray, God, that I'll be a burning and a shining light. Set my heart afire. Set my heart afire, Lord. Please, my, I beg you, my Father. I beg you. I beg you tonight for Brother George, Sister Kaylee, Sister Sophia, Sister Cheryl, Sister Mary, Brother Wayne, Sister Cindy. Pray tonight for Naomi and Amanda tonight, Lord, that you'd you'll set a fire. You'll set a fire within our hearts. Don't let our fire go out. God, this dark world, they need us. Our children need us. Our family need us, Lord. Oh, we may be the only light they know. Maybe somebody on our road, our street tonight, God, will die and go to hell. Boy, they have no idea. God, let them see our fire. Please, I beg you, my Father. Tonight, we're already at the altar, so if you have a prayer request tonight, you can just speak it out, and then we'll pray, okay? And uh, I was asking you tonight to really heavily play, pray about the fire in our hearts and the fire in our church tonight. So, Sarah, did you have a prayer? There's a call comes ringing o'er the restless waves. Send the light, send the light, send the light. There are souls to rescue, there are souls to save. Send the light, send the light, send the light. We will spread, we will spread the everlasting light.
Radiant beams like the world.